the most empowering reframe I think we can use is when how many women say to you, I don't have time. I don't have time. I love, I would love to look like you. I would love, I would love to have what you have, but I don't have time. And it's like, let's just stop right there and just empower yourself. Don't be a victim to time. Mm -hmm. Say it's not a priority. Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women, and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome to the show, Dr. Michelle. I'm so excited to have you on today because we're going to be discussing perimenopause and how to successfully support yourself, your body through these changes. Michelle, can you just give our listeners a quick background on who you are and how you help women? Because I've heard so many lovely things about you. And let's give a little background before we dig into all the goods. Well, the excitement is mutual. I've heard equally amazing things about you. Uh, and I'm so honored and excited to be on your podcast. So my name is Dr. Michelle Paris, and I am a naturopathic doctor. And I have been a practicing naturopathic doctor since 2009. So I think I'm going into my 14th or 15th year. Maybe someone here is better at me. <laughs> I am, but... Uh, um, and it's been such a beautiful journey. I, since early in my career, I've been supporting women. And early on, I really focused on mom and baby care, probably because that's where I was at too. You, you mm. tend to attract where you're evolving through. And uh, seven years into my clinical practice, I decided to really do things different in the healthcare space. I, I really wasn't feeling like women were getting the results that I desired. And I was frustrated by there was just like gaps. There was something not working for these women. And, and that's when we really uh, decided to do more group health programming and heal in, in community instead of siloed alone. And so we created something called the Wild Collective, where we really focus on body literacy. So educating women on how their body is speaking to them, how to optimize their health, and then how to take radical responsibility. And just knowing what questions to ask your GP, knowing what interventions are available to you. And when we added that into the mix of the healthcare experience, we noticed women really started to accelerate in their health. They really started to show up more boldly and bravely in their own life. And so not only did they reclaim their health, but I really felt like they started living a life by their own design and they started to believe anything was possible. And there was just this huge power and potency of uh, the capacity of what community could do versus being by yourself. You've probably noticed something similar. So, um, that's when I just was like, okay, this is incredible. I, I, I could do this work 
for the rest of my life. And, and I now support clinicians on building their own communities. And I support women in the wild collective. And I just am deeply passionate about every woman knowing how extraordinary their life could be if they understood the fundamentals of their body, the fundamentals of health, and how they can use that to propel themselves and their mission forward in this world. And um, which brings us to this conversation today is as I evolve into the perimenopausal space, I am deeply fascinated by how we can help women thrive. I think we've done women a huge disservice in terms of lack of communication and education around this phase. I think so many women are left feeling hopeless and helpless because everyone's telling them that this is just a woman's experience and just to accept it. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And so now, you know, we're building in these aspects of, of the work that we do to support women in this beautiful age in really owning their power because this is a beautiful phase in a woman's life mm -hmm. where she has access to more resources, more education. She's lived a life. She's got stories. She has wisdom and we're here to help them feel deeply celebrated and powerful uh, on this, on this beautiful precipice of uh, change. Oh, I love that so much. I'm a big fan of community. I feel like there's so much power in community because Ugh. one of the things that we talk about in the strong girls community is aspire to inspire, like share your journey. And when you share your journey, you help others, but you, you help others, not one with, with maybe some of the things, the lessons that you've learned along the way, but two, making others feel like they're not alone on this journey. You know, one of the things I was telling you before we pressed record is when I recorded a podcast recently of what I've been doing differently now in my forties than I have been in my twenties and thirties. Like I got a lot of response. One of them was our, through our mutual friend, Aaron. And she's like, you have to talk to Dr. Michelle <laughs> and let's really like go deep into what's happening now. I'm very much like you, like my, my, my fans, my followers, my community, um, are kind of moving through life yeah. like me. Like when I was having babies in my thirties, they were having babies with me. And now we're entering that phase of changes. Like we like, and as health experts, I feel like we notice them a little bit more. Like we're really in tune mm -hmm. with our body. Mm -hmm. So I want to really go deep with you today on perimenopause. And let's just talk about what that is and how it it's different than menopause. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great place to just dive in. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's go deep. So what is this phase called perimenopause? And, and the reality is that this phase is actually the most prolonged phase. Actually, when the definition of menopause is that one year from your last menstrual period, once you hit that one year mark, menopause is complete and now you are postmenopausal. Wow. So that's like yeah. a brief moment yeah. in time, whereas perimenopause can be upwards of 10 years before that last menstrual period. It can start as early as 37 and really the diagnostic criteria, how we actually diagnose perimenopause in its clinical definition is any change to our menstrual period plus or minus seven days. So if you're used to having a 28 day cycle, if it starts being 21 days or it starts being 36 days, we're like, Hmm, there's obviously some hormonal shifts happening. Mm -hmm. However, there 
in this time, there are so many different ways our body speaks to us. And it was really last summer, I was 41, where I started feeling these whispers and I was like, okay, we have arrived to a different phase. There are, there are things happening. Like you're saying, we're a little more in tune. We have maybe more body awareness because we've been educated to think about those things and not just write them off. <clears throat> and, you know, so whispers can be changes in our mood, our memory, our cognition in uh, hot flashes. It, it can be in um, an acceleration or an increased intensity of symptoms that we already had. And so when these fluctuations happening, that perimenopausal phase is really a time of change. That's mm -hmm. the best way to say it is that you know, we are used to being cyclical in nature. There are times where our estrogen is rising. There are times our progesterone is rising. They're balancing each other out. That perimenopausal phase is where we start to see massive shifts in our own sex hormones. Sometimes we're not ovulating. And all of these changes are what indicate to us that we've stepped into this unique phase in our life where we just need to be more self-aware. And we also have to dial things in. If, if you're similar to, to me, um, it was at the age of 40 when I actually looked at my body and I was, I was very burnt out and I was like, I, who I look like in my head and the actual picture are two very different things. You don't quite get to escape things as easily in your twenties, right? You're a metabolic yeah. machine. You can have, you know, debaucherous meals. It's not going to necessarily affect you. You really start to feel the shifts in perimenopause where you're like, okay, this is a time and an invitation to truly understand your body as best as possible so that you can mitigate the actual, like the realities of what menopause can bring on, which is, you know, increased weight gain, fat deposition in certain places, um, ch sleep changes, cognitive changes. And when we really get very serious about our own health and our body, we can, we can reduce that from happening, or we can support it or understand what our body is doing and work with it. Yeah. And I think through new nourishment changes and, um, fit like movement changes, we really can support our body to thrive in this phase. And I think that's, what's really important to highlight. And I also think it's important to highlight that everybody's different. Like for, for yes. me, when I, I suspected I was kind of going through this and I actually look back now. And when I was trying to have um, my second son, I, I probably might have been going through something like, cause I had him a little bit in my later thirties. Right. So I, I feel like for me, it was like, you know, my period started shortening. My cycle started shortening right away. I definitely was lower energy. And then what I was doing always, like I always kept, I always did weight trading. I always, you know, ate pretty well. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't really depend on so much cardio. Like I would just be active, but even weight training five times a week, I found that my body was just, you know, more bloated than normal. It wasn't recovering as quickly. And so for me, that's what made me look into it. But now when we have women coming into our strong girls and they're are and their forties, they are saying to us, listen, like, I don't even know what's happening. Like my body is just holding on to more fat now. Like no matter what I do, I'm going mm -hmm. on and they're trying everything, you know, like they're cutting their calories. They're doing what they did before and nothing is working. So 
as an naturopathic doctor, and you probably have this too, women coming to you and saying like this, you know, I'm gaining weight and I have and anything that I'm doing, I'm it, my body's not responding. How would you approach that with them? Like, do you dig deep with like hormone tests or like, what is that path that you would give somebody to start? Yeah, it's a great question because there is nothing more frustrating than feeling like your body doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's, we, we can get away with things when we're younger at 40, we have to face if what we're doing isn't actually aligning with how our body needs to be fueled to thrive or needs to move to thrive. So we get really frustrated and that's where you and I both probably see a lot of self-sabotage because it's like, I'm doing all the things I, and yeah. then I get a case of the fuck it's, I say, sorry, at the end of the day. And I, I sabotage my results because I'm so frustrated by my, my body. So why is it making sense? And so I think that's the part that feels counterintuitive. And so in this phase, yes, you absolutely need to get deeply curious about what could be going on biochemically and hormonally, because there are shifts, your thyroid, your metabolic rate could have slowed down. Maybe those years of going against your innate wisdom and, and, um, rhythm, like women are so cyclical in nature. And of course we've been sort of primed with this thinking that, uh, we are circadian in our function. So day in and day out, we should be able to perform the same because our Mm. male counterparts can. And Mm. so years of going against our innate wisdom has maybe elevated your stress so high or your cortisol so elevated or maybe it's so depleted, now you're seeing an accelerated weight gain as a result of having too high or having taxed your adrenal system or your stress response. You um, really could be seeing changes in your cholesterol, in your nutrient status. And so we do have to dig a bit deeper because it can be a lot simpler than we realize. And I think it's about armoring people with the right information to be able to get the results that they desire. Because I think what narratives exist, or if people are just scrolling, it looks like, okay, if I exercise more, if I do more every day, if I eat less, then I'm going to get results. And we see them every day. We see those women every day. And that's absolutely not how the body was designed to function. And so, um, at at a very fundamental level, yes, we are actually looking at, okay, well, what are you actually eating? Like looking at macros, like Mm -hmm. how is this going? Because even myself as a naturopathic doctor, when I arrived at 40 and had gained 30 extra pounds from again, being way too circadian, way too in my masculine, I was like, I shouldn't have been confused. I was not putting the right fuel on my plate and I wasn't getting away with it like I would have in my, my twenties. So being very clear about what is actually, what we're actually fueling ourselves, what the movement looks like. Can we shift how we're moving our body to support a perimenopausal body? And then what could be going on on inside? It's not uncommon for women to be really deficient in iron and vitamin D and B12, um, it's not uncommon for women to have eliminated calcium containing foods, right? It's pretty prominent to be dairy free. That's going to flare our PMS. That's going to actually make us, um, it's going to heighten our symptoms in that perimenopausal phase. It, when you take out lot. the calcium, like is it, yeah. you when you're removing yes. calcium from your diet, I so think maybe I just put calcium back in. 
Yeah. You know what? I've, I've gone through a fate uh, like before, before even having my yep. son Logan, I did the, like the no dairy thing. I didn't feel mm-hmm. good. I never felt good with the no dairy thing. Mm-hmm. I felt great. I clearly wasn't tolerating it, but then I broke two bones in the last six months. And I was like, that is not normal. I am 42. I changed my whole training strategy. I changed my whole nourishment plan. It was like, I have to take my health seriously. You can't just get away with things like you could in your twenties. Like perhaps I'm calcium and vitamin D deficient. My vitamin D levels were optimized. So I could only reduce it to not strength training enough and having eliminated dairy for uh, at least a decade minimum. Mm. So it was like, okay, well, let's heal the gut and let's put cottage cheese back in a high protein, you know, nutrient dense, um, food that will get the results that I desire. So this is the thing I think is so cool about the work that we do is that we, we get deeply curious about that person and, you know, you're keeping, hopefully, the invitation is that you're tracking one of the best ways we can tell if we're in perimenopause and what to do with it is starting to track our cycle mm. and tracking symptoms, mm. right? So you might notice that your, your PMS is worse or that your periods are longer or shorter, or, you know, heaven forbid you're breaking bones like I am. And, um, you <laughs> have to be not. like, okay, what I'm doing is not working for my body. Yeah. So what do we, how do we turn this around? And so, um, yeah, I think that's just, a beautiful part of, of this journey is, is discovering how to tailor evidence-based medicine and functional movement and macros and and tailor that to your unique needs. Right. And so I think that was definitely what I did at this age. I was like, okay, I take my protein consumption incredibly seriously. Mm -hmm. I prep on Sundays because there's no there's no wiggle room. I need to feel good. If I don't do these things, I don't perform as well. And I think that's, um, that's a, it's just a noticeable shift in this space. And when you say, um, like, do you, would you recommend doing regular blood work? Would you recommend doing something like a Dutch test and then obviously implement these lifestyle changes or take a look at like what they're eating? Is that, is like that the whole process typically, or does it depend on the person? Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's where it gets interesting. Uh, I have had so many personal viewpoints change because here's, here's, what's fascinating about the perimenopausal phase. The perimenopausal phase is really about your hormones being in flux. So one month, your estrogen can be super high. The next month it can be incredibly low. So the the limitation of hormone testing in this phase is that it's not necessarily indicative of what actually is going on, or it's just showing you you're doing exactly what your body should be doing. So is there a better way to uh, reallocate your resources to get better results? So here's, here's my best way of putting this now. I think prior to perimenopause, Dutch tests can be incredibly helpful because it, it maps out a lot of information where it can be detrimental to our total understanding in perimenopause is that your hormones are in flux. And that's, that's the point they're supposed to be month Mm -hmm. to month. That is what's happening. So 
Annual blood testing, absolutely. We want to look at your iron, your vitamin D, your, um, you can do calcium. You want to look at your lipids, your inflammation, your thyroid panel, you a complete blood count, like where's your hemoglobin at? So those are re- like fundamental every year should be done. Stress always can be assessed because it makes a huge, it plays a huge role, especially in weight gain. But when it comes to estrogen and progesterone, I really do question the need for it. We, I now prescribe and treat a woman based on her symptom experience Mm. because we know her hormones are supposed to be in flux. And the evidence is so strong that early intervention is so advantageous from a cognitive health, bone health, and cardiovascular health standpoint that those hormone levels don't necessarily influence a woman's access to treatment. So I've been much more discerning with how I do that. That's why I'm a little more like, okay, well, let's look what's on your plate. Well, let's look at the type of movement. Let's, what other resources can we onboard um, that help support a woman feel empowered in her body versus um, regimented testing that that's been a huge shift since I've evolved because your hormones are supposed to be in flux. I love, oh my gosh. Like that's, that's a big, like aha moment for me. Just hearing you say that because mm-hmm. we all, we see like when we're flipping through social media and maybe it's just the things that I'm opening up. So I'm <laughs> or you're being fed, exactly. <laughs> but we see that term, like rebalance hormones. Should, yes. In your opinion, should we stop focusing on rebalancing hormones? Like what does that even mean? That is the best question. That's the million dollar question. Um, it makes us feel like we are broken and there was maybe nothing fundamentally wrong with you in the first place. Maybe your body was doing exactly what it was supposed to be doing and we need to honor it. We need to support it. And there really is, you know, mitigating your stress response. I guess that's hormone balancing in a respect, but yeah, I don't really think that concept of hormone balancing is actually serving women and it's creating a lot more confusion. And it actually is making us feel like there's something fundamentally wrong that we have to fix. And perimenopause is a beautiful stage in life that is happening irrespective of whether or not you think you're, you're not broken. Your hormones are supposed to be in flux. So I started noticing this last, I have an aura ring over the last couple of months. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe some months I'm not ovulating. I'm not going to go chest my progesterone to confirm that there are other things that could show me like my temperature change is not happening, um, on an aura ring, but I was like very quick to be like, okay, well, if this goes on a second or third month, it really affected my sleep. I know progesterone is incredibly important for that. Also feeling more anxious. So I'm going to book my appointment with my naturopathic doctor to make sure that if it's time for me to add progesterone into the uh, plan that I can maintain sleep and feel good in my body because my body is doing, my ovaries have worked so hard. They've worked beautifully. They've given me beautiful children and I'm so grateful. And it is time they are going to not perform every month because they weren't supposed to. So instead of digging and looking at the actual reality of it, I'm going to allocate my resources towards how do I work with my body and thrive and feel fabulous instead of feeling like there's something fundamentally wrong. And that's, I think the problem with over testing as well is like, then we're always like, what kind of mindset yeah. piece is that doing to us? Like You're always weighing yourself every day, you know, in 100%. this world or in the body recall. You've got it. 
world, it's like weighing yourself every day. And you, we all know that drinking a glass of water can make you go up two pounds on the scale, you know, yeah. like and you're going to weigh more in your luteal phase than your menstrual. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. yeah, it's, it is what it is. So exactly. Like I, what is it? A liter of water weighs like three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it can really get in your head and make you feel like there's something fundamentally wrong with you. And that can be a very dangerous thing for women, especially when we grew up, when we grew up in an era where, you know, you were felt like there was something wrong with you unless you looked a certain way or like, you know, so that information can be really catastrophic and can really hold you back from getting the results. And I think the reality is perimenopause, uh, my associate said she gets asked all the time, like, is there a way we can stop this? It's like, no, our body must go through perimenopause. It's, it's a phase and it, it, it deserves to be honored. It's a beautiful phase for us. And let's support that phase. Yeah. Let's support it's that transition instead of feeling like chasing, like what is going on. Um, I, I spend more time telling women, you're not broken. There, let's help get solutions versus focusing on the problem because that's only going to fester and grow in our mind. And, and that's not helping. It's like a transitional phase. Like our body's telling totally. us it's there's, you know, we're, we're going to act differently to things. So instead of fighting back, you know, let's respond and act differently towards things. Like for me, yeah. it was like, I'm not going to only get six hours of sleep anymore. I am going to try to get eight <laughs> to nine hours of sleep. And my husband makes fun of me now because sometimes he's like, you're the last person to wake up sometimes, but I feel so good. Like I don't need a nap during the day. Like I feel so energized. And I tell him like, listen, I need more sleep than you. Like I need at least two, two more hours of sleep than you. I'll go to bed earlier, you know? So it's, it's really working with your body. Hey, 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 my dear listeners, are you ready to take your fitness journey to the next level? Well, hold on to your dumbbells because I've got an exciting offer for you. This episode is proudly brought to you by Strong Fitness Magazine, your ultimate resource for all things fitness, health, and wellness. So whether you're a seasoned gym goer or just starting on your fitness path, Strong Fitness Magazine has got you covered with expert advice, inspiring stories, and the latest trends in the world of fitness. And here's the best part. You can now enjoy 10% off your subscription at shop.strongfitnessmag.com. Just use the special discount code podcast in all capitals at checkout. That's right. 10% off to help you save as you gear up for your fitness journey. Thank you so much for our sponsor, Strong Fitness Magazine. You're not just getting fit, you're getting strong. Now back to the podcast. I wanted to ask you about supplements because I was always a huge believer in food first. And I still am food first, mm -hmm. you know, um, obviously working out, moving your body, um, and fueling your body properly with whole foods. But there was a time, like I said, late thirties, forties, I knew that I needed something extra. And I feel like some days I am taking a lot of supplements. However, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I do feel a lot better. And I've noticed a big shift by taking things like ashwagandha and, um, Vitex and, and, and things that have helped me like not have really bad mood swings around my period. My period uh, cycle has 
stretched out a little bit, which I feel good about because who wants to have their period every 20, 22 days? <laughs> what is your um, opinion on like herbs and supplements and, and maybe some like your top three supplements that you would recommend for women in this phase of life? I love that. I, I hold very similar values to you. I believe what's on your plate matters more than the supplements. Supplements are meant to supplement where you could be deficient in your diet. So, um, and like, there are things that we know as, as we age, digestive capacity is reduced. You might need a digestive enzyme. You might, might need to focus on stomach acid levels. You might, you know, um, need probiotics to help with absorption and, and digestion of certain foods. Right. So there are things that help augment and just the realities of aging. Plus, if we live a very stressed life, if we're abundant, right, we juggle all the things, right. It's not uncommon to meet women who hold a job, run a family, like, and do it all incredibly well, but you're probably going to need a little ashwagandha to support that. Right. (laughs) So there, there is this reality of like, how do we help women thrive in this phase? And, and so I think, you know, really common considerations. I think you've named two of my favorites. Uh, Something that I love about ashwagandha is it really does help mitigate that stress response. It also works to support thyroid health. So you want to talk about that female triad that our hormones are so well orchestrated. I think this is why women feel so frustrated. This is why body literacy is so important. We are hormonally so much more complex than our male counterparts. And so one little change doesn't result in beautiful results like it does men. Men lower their caloric load or they increase their exercise and A plus B equals C. They cut We're the not that simple. Lose 20 pounds. <laughs> it's like, a, it's very annoying to go on a weight loss journey with your male counterpart yeah. because they just cruise because they are hormonally much more simple and our body's like so well orchestrated. So when we can use products like ashwagandha that help support that beautiful orchestra work together, you start to see better results. Something like Vitex is wonderful because exactly you seeing that lengthening in your period has everything to do with chase tree and increasing our, our circulate circulating levels of progesterone, which allows for you to have a more regular cycle. It helps you probably sleep better, helps lower that stress response as well, because when we have enough progesterone, we feel very Zen Mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful thing. So I think botanicals have a very important role. I also use bio identical hormones in this phase when it makes sense to do so, especially because the evidence is much less about symptom management, but helping women have good cognitive health, good bone health, and good cardiovascular health. We spend a one third of our life in menopause now because of longevity. It's a beautiful thing and we deserve to thrive and we deserve those hormones if, if it makes sense for our body, uh, because we're used to them circulating through, throughout us throughout that entire cyclical part of our life. Um, And then really looking at nutrients. It is really common for women to go through periods of very heavy menstrual bleeding in the perimenopausal phase. Again, there's estrogen gets really loud and really quiet. Like everything is um, in, in shift, in change. And so making sure that you know your iron status, that you're optimizing your iron, it usually requires additional supplementation to mitigate the, the effects just stay of the home the whole day. Yes. <laughs> like you there can't go so anywhere. You're, you're bleeding out of good, your- Yeah. And we were designed being cyclical beings. The most genius part is that our body literally created a part in our month to be like, stay home. Just- 
just take a day and rest. Like the world will survive. Everything will be okay. Just take care of yourself, right? Like absolutely staying home. There are herbs that can slow that menstrual bleeding. They, like there's so much we can do to help women. Vitamin D and calcium, like we talked about, those are really common deficiencies. And being that we're really focused on like long, like muscle mass equals longevity. Like we can't deny anymore that mus muscle is our metabolic currency and and it is important that we focus on that because it's not about, I, I mean, good for you. I want to look beautiful in my 70s. I want to feel like the most gorgeous, sexy, like in her power, but I really want to lift my grandchildren. I want to lift my, my groceries. Like I want quality of life. Like that's what I'm after. So that's, you know, making sure that we're using supplements to augment a lifestyle that serves us for the long run. And that's why I got so serious. Cause it was like, there were signs of my own body saying what you're doing. You can't get away with not putting enough protein on your plate. You can't get away with not ensuring that those nutrients aren't in their optimal levels. So calcium really in that perimenopausal uh, phase, women should ensure, and they should have a calculator that they're getting 1200 milligrams a day. That one, I feel pretty okay. firm about and we can supplement very easily. We have liquid calciums. Like it's so easy to get the additional, if you're not getting enough from your food, vitamin D as well. So like from a hormone perspective, herbs and bioidenticals can be amazing. And then making sure you're optimizing your nutrient status. And if you're testing your, your, you're doing like base testing every year, you can track that every, every woman deserves a binder. Like she deserves to be her most magnificent <laughs> obsession and she can see herself, her own changes. And she can be deeply curious. Like no one's going to care more than you than about your body. So have that and have really great conversations with your healthcare providers about how to optimize that. But yes, very simple strategies is, you know, supplements, you mentioned omega threes, you know, a multivitamin, a digestive enzyme. Like, um, I do like to customize based on people's symptoms, but there are very simple things. Everyone, most women are stressed. Ashwagandha is amazing. Most women, you know, need additional nutrient support. So, you know, I, supplements have their place. I also try to make sure that we don't take too many, but I, I take a lot as well. Like, yeah, and yeah. I feel great. So I feel like, but, and I think what you said is like, sorry, but your body will tell you, Yeah, you said yeah. that the most important thing is that I yeah. started taking them and I felt better. Therefore, yeah. what you're doing is working for you. Yes. Yeah, totally. So, and and it's, yeah. I think it's also important Like you have to give supplements time. Yeah. I'm going to share this with you and it's probably TMI for everybody listening, but my cycle was 23 days, like on the dot for about eight months. This past month, it was 28 days finally, but I thought I was pregnant. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> I was, I cried. I, I got yeah. a pregnancy test, but it's, I feel like it's finally working where it's stretching out a little bit. And I think it's not only just because of the supplements. I think I am also paying attention to stress levels as well. I think that's a huge one. Like we can supplement out the yin yang, but if our stress is is bad. We're like, you know, like we have to pay attention to that. And so I know we hear like manager stress, manager stress. Yeah. What does I know what that means to me now, but how would you um give advice to somebody who 
maybe doesn't even think they're stressed, but you know, obviously yeah. like their body's responding to stress. Like that's how I used to go around. I'm like, I can handle stress. I'm good with stress. I'm good. Like I don't like whatever, like I'm, I'm a chill person. I can deal with stress, but my body can't obviously, like, you know, like I would, I would either get sick or like my periods would shorten, you know, like, so that's obviously symptoms of my body not being able to deal with stress. So how would you just, if somebody thinks that they're stressed or they know that their body is dealing with stress, what would be some of your advice around that? I love everything you just said there. Like <laughs> I often make jokes, like you can't out, out ashwagandha a bad yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. You just can't. And, and like, and th this is, so this is the time where we have to get very serious about how we're spending our time. Cause again, the resiliency and your uh, capacity in your twenties is different than your forties. You start to feel the effects that mm. it's had on your physical body. So I love that you said exactly. I will speak to women similar to yourself in my office and I'll say, how is stress? And they'll be like, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm like, okay, how is your body with stress? They're like, it's a disaster. Like, so <laughs> We can make this yeah. distinction that like we are because we're so good at multitasking because we actually are so powerful. We're like women are incredible what they can handle. We think we should be able to do that. And this is where cyclical living and cyclical wisdom has to come in because you cannot go at a circadian 24 hour clock day in and day out for the rest of your life and not feel the physical consequence of that. Hence mm. a broken foot, hence whatever, getting sick, whatever. You cannot go against your innate nature. So eventually there's a consequence to how we spend our time. And just like you said, I think most of us recognize that the stress has an impact on our body. That's where assessing cortisol and cortisol assessment is so um accurate if if we're that disconnected from our body we actually might need to see the visual of a salivary or urinary or urine test of of cortisol because you might be like oh my gosh what am i doing to my body right that that physical evidence might be the thing that you need to be like, I need to take radical responsibility for how I spend my time. I think as we step into this beautiful phase of perimenopause, we start to, the veil starts to come off, right? You start to care less. You start to filter less. You start to show up more honest. You start to accept people are going to love you or, or, um, reject you and none of that's any of your business. It means nothing about you, right? Like there's this honest, I, I love it about my forties and every year it gets stronger. And I'm like, Oh, I love this. It's delicious. You know, that's, that's where we actually have to take a like an inventory because there's going to be a consequence. So I think where women feel confused is they're like, I, I can't wait till the day I have, and I can do this. When I get there, I'll enjoy my retirement. When I get there, I'll go on the vacations. It's like, if we're not spending our time, how we want to spend it now, there's a, an integrity gap. So what is reducing our stress look like? I, I honestly feel like we have to take an honest inventory of what we desire, like what we want for our life and building a schedule that honors that. Hmm. So we have to do that today. So, you know, I, 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 deeply desire to feel peaceful in my body. I've had burnout more times than I care to admit. And so how I, how I intentionally start my morning with strength training, how I intentionally, you know, journal or meditate and create stillness and own my day. We always talk about in the wild, like romanticizing your life, mm -hmm. not waiting for the day that retirement happens, or you meet the, you're the partner of your dreams, then you'll be happy. It's like, how can you make your morning sacred? How can you make your evening sacred? How can you love the work that you do? And making sure that you're aligning 
what you say you want and how you spend your time. I think that's truly how we reduce our stress. It is going to require women starting to say no. It's going to be having to set boundaries. It's going to be giving yourself permission to have your joy today and not tomorrow. And when we start to inch, you can do that with single steps. You don't have to have like a quantum leap and wake up and be like, today yeah, I yeah. am doing everything <laughs> on my schedule that I said I was going to do. No, it means like, okay, I'm going to do one minute of breath work or meditation. And I, oh, I'm going to see how much better I feel when I start my day like that intentionally. I, I just truly think we have to get really honest about the load that we put on our physical body and realize there's a consequence to that and starting to build out a life that aligns with our innate wisdom where when we don't want to do something like you're saying, if I want to spend day one of my menstrual flow at home, I'm not going to feel bad about it. It's what my body needs. It's screaming. I can't even go outside and trust that my body can handle the gravity of that. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm going to lie down. Right. And, but the, that is, I think how we start to really learn what, how to reduce our stress because you're right. Like again, Instagram can feed us all the ways in which we're broken and what we're not doing. I have a cold plunge. I am like the craziest of biohackers. I love all that stuff. It works really well for an ambitious woman like myself. However, the more I say, this is what I want. I want peace in my body. I want freedom of time. I want to be with my family okay, well, what can I do with my calendar on a day-to-day -day basis that honors my values? And I think when those things come together, our, like our stress melts off. Like we, it, we don't have to overcomplicate this. We don't need the latest and greatest. We need to look at if someone is saying, I feel so stressed out and I want to feel peaceful in my body. Let's look at your calendar and where have you built in time for you to feel peaceful? And that is how we inch closer to building out this life that feels in alignment because stress is our biggest thing. You said it's so perfect. It's like, just because we can, doesn't mean we should. And that's really hard for ambitious, successful women to honor. It is not easy, but at 40, we start to feel the toll and we have to yeah. get radically honest about how we want to spend our time. Oh, I love that so much. I feel like as women, we kind of get stuck with this schedule, like stuck in your schedule and you feel 100%. like you can't get out, but you can. You know, you really can, you just have to take a look at it. And what I've done is I've just built into my schedule, the things that I love to do and then everything yeah. else around it. So I know like I always will train in the morning, but not only that I'm taking up tennis now. So I'll do that once a week with a coach and then once a week with my son. And then I build things out around it. So I know I have that time for myself and it's not like I'm trying to like fit it in somewhere. Like everything else is built around what I actually want in my life and what actually gives me peace. Yeah. It's like, you know, the most empowering reframe I think we can use is when, how many women say to you, I don't have time. I don't have time. I love, I would love to look like you. I would love, I would love yes. to have what you <laughs> have, but I don't have time. Yeah. And it's like, let's just stop right there and just empower yourself. Don't be a victim to time. Mm -hmm. Say it's not a priority. And as soon as we say that, you what you just shared with us is on your calendar, your priorities are your loves first, and then everything else can be built around it. And probably what you learned, what I learned is the world doesn't fall apart. You can still be productive, like things you can still scale and grow and do incredible things, have incredible impact. But fundamentally, your priorities are known to everyone mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and calendar first. And I think Play that's- long game long game. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not going to be able to keep up with 
you go, 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 go. Like how long do you want to, you know, take care of yourself? Like you got to think about like longevity. We, we want to be, I want to be lifting with my great grandchildren, you know, like I want to, and we actually, if you think about it, and I don't know if it's just because when I turned 40 last year, it actually makes you like, think about life yeah. you live longer as an, like, if you do things right. And obviously are blessed, um, with a life, you end up living longer as an older person, right. <laughs> than a younger person, if you are blessed with, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. So do everything you can to thrive as you age. And, um, no, I think everything that you've said today has been super helpful. And I think the biggest takeaway is you don't have to rebalance your hormones. Like your hormones are supposed <laughs> to be up and down. You can, but you can uh, help with the symptoms of the changes, you know, like help with lack of sleep, help with energy levels. Like you, you do these things to help all of these symptoms that are happening with, with the life change, but you don't have to really focus on rebalancing hormones all the time, which was in my head, even before this conversation, to be honest. I'm really glad you're saying that. Cause I think this is a huge, powerful reframe where we can take our power back there. There's nothing necessarily wrong. We have to help support our body, support the symptom management and the expression of the fact that your body's doing exactly what she should be doing and work align with our innate wisdom. What does the word strong mean to you? Mm. So yeah, it's multifaceted for me. I think, I think the humbling thing in my perimenopausal phase is, is strong for me means and from a physical, like muscle, like muscle growth and um, metabolic currency. Strong also means being strong of mind and strong of spiritual fitness and um, strong of like lifestyle building. Like I just really feel like I'm exercising all aspects of that. And the thing I thought of as you were saying that is I feel like there is a negative connotation in some spaces about the word discipline. And I think in my perimenopause, discipline is what is giving me the freedom to feel strong in my body, to feel strong in my mindset, to feel strong in my spiritual fitness. And I just think um, strength and, and discipline go hand in hand. And that is um, that has been the thing, the gateway to freedom for me in this phase. Oh, I love that. Michelle, where can everybody find you and connect with you? I, I believe you have a, well, yes, I've been following you on Instagram, but is there any <laughs> your podcast too? Your podcast, I can link your podcast Thank to you. anywhere else that you, um, you know, talk to your, your people and potential. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You, uh, yes, I have a podcast. Thank you. It's a uh, wild medicine. Um, We'd love to have you. Um, yes, and, I think I booked in September. I'm booked you did? September. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, and uh, on Instagram, Dr. Michelle Paris, we have our amazing global community, The Wild Collective, where we're having these kind of conversations and supporting women with, from that body literacy piece. Because I think when that meets strength and, and training women, just, I mean, 
they're unstoppable forces for good in this world. And it's really inspiring. And I just am so grateful to um, witness women like yourself doing really incredible things and really empowering women with the right information so that they can take radical responsibility for their health. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for taking time and coming on today. Thank you. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing, post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneveld Pay. Take care and stay strong.